Welcome to the Blackout Show, presented by the Guillen Grid, a show about the Chicago White Sox baseball, the good, the bad, the ugly. We'll debate what's working and what's not on the south side of Chicago. It's old school versus new school baseball. And most importantly, we're keeping all the receipts. another episode of the blackout show i am your host justin lee i'm here with gonzo chris gonzalez and it's a pretty special week for us gonzo we got the cubs in the house uh tonight the game just ended probably an hour or so ago cubs took the first one seven to three uh on the losing end michael kopech um gonzo uh, we had a conversation within BGR earlier this morning, and Dre was trying to tell us that the Cubs aren't the White Sox rival. They have no impact on us competing for a championship. And me, Ken W.O., even King Mac had to raise up on them like, no, this is a rival for us, whether they're in our division or not. Me personally, Gonzo, I don't want to see the Cubs win. I, if it was up to me, they'll go one zero and 162 losing nine to one every day like i don't want to see that franchise have any success um i understand that you you think it's beneath us as Sox fans to worry about what the fuck the cubs are doing i don't care about any of that at the end of the day if the cubs lose i'm happy i would i would rather take a cubs loss than a white Sox win and today the Cubs beat my team, Gonzo, 7-3. Uh, what's your thoughts on all of this crosstown craziness? Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm a diehard Sox fan. So, like, even when the, the Cubs were in the World Series, as a Sox fan, I was rooting for the division, our division rival, the Cleveland Indians at that time. But um, I wanted the Indians to beat the Cubs. And that still holds true to my heart now, like, you know, even when the White Sox in the season of 2023 absolutely suck right now, I want them to beat the Cubs. Because even though, and this is what gets me, like all the Cubs fans are telling us, you know, we have the worst division in the AL. Well, guess what? Cubs are in the worst division in the NL. So what are we talking about here? So even, right. even being the two worst divisions of each league, like I want to see the Sox at least – beat the Cubs and truly Sox are more talented. I mean, I would want the Sox to beat the Cubs right now because they have the better talent in my opinion. But at the end of the day, you know, Sox just haven't been that team this year to beat the teams that they're supposed to beat. 
and the Sox we're not beating really anybody. We're we're color. we're twenty games under five hundred. No. Yeah, we're twenty games below five hundred, and we are what we are. You know, like <laughs> Daryl Green, we are who they thought they were. Yeah, well, nobody nobody is letting us off this, the hook. <laughs> yeah, who's gonna let us off the no, hook? When are we gonna steal? No one's one? allowing us off the hook. Moncada had a great. And you predicted, today. you know, last they week took that away from us. You predicted coming right off the break that the Sox were going to beat the Braves, and then we followed it up with losing back-to-back series to the Twins, and it just such a letdown. But that's the storyline to 2023. Um, and you know what? I don't know what has stopped Rick Hahn from making a deal. I think I know. OJ alluded to it previously, but Han still believes in his core, and he might just take this all the way up to the deadline. I mean, I, I want to see moves being made. I think the rest of this year, you have to see what you have and your, you know, the guys that remain out of this deadline, and you got to start bringing some of your guys up like Sosa and Cronin from AAA. See what you got as you build forward here. But um, Han, he's, Han is on the hot spot right now. Um, he should, I mean, he needs to be. Uh, the media hasn't really gotten to him yet, which I'm very surprised. Not really surprised, but yeah, I mean, I would really want them to be on him like like they were with Tony LaRusso last year. But now we're in a situation where Han, I mean, you saw the stat that we played last week with Jay Kuda, you know, with those two. He's the th- uh, third GM. There's only three GMs that have had the GM spot for the past decade of 10 years. And he's the only one that doesn't have a postseason appearance, you know. Yeah, between uh, Mike postseason. Rizzo in Washington st- and then Brian Cashman in New York. Yeah. So he needs to prove himself right now. If he's a true GM, he can retool this. But if he absolutely collapses, I mean, he should be fired at the end of the season. I mean, the problem Jerry needs is- to change it up going forward. If you if you're gonna if you're gonna go into a rebuild, you gotta see what type of resources you have to barter with. Uh, Luis Robert and Dylan Cease, nine times out of ten, will be the talking point for any uh, monumental deals to go down. I mean, of course, there's other trades on the table, especially with if you look at the age of the Chicago White Sox roster. I mean, it's very hard to find new blood on the forty man roster that's getting some tick right now outside of a cup of coffee for Lenine, so the Lenine Sosa's, the Popeyes. Like, you just mentioned a guy, Declan Cronin. Uh, you just mentioned a guy like Declan Cronin. Uh, where's his cup of coffee at? Don't you think you need a couple arms right now, especially when you're up in the air with Liam? Like, you don't know what's going on with Crochet. Uh, I, I don't know if Mike Clevenger is alive. I don't know if Lance Lynn is going to be pitching in a Chicago White Sox jersey. Why aren't you bringing these arms up if you're going to have Project Birmingham be the bridge to right now? Because let's just be honest, Project Birmingham was built to accelerate any rebuilds. It was just so your seven-year plan gets accelerated to a four-and-a-half to maybe even a three-year plan, depending on how old these guys are. You know what I'm saying? So uh, we just got to look. We just got to look at what we have to work with, what we have to offer, and most importantly – we got to figure out who we're going to retain, Gonzo, because it's very easy to say, yeah, blow it up. Yeah, you blow it up, but there's got to be some type of, uh, you know, safety net where guys are protected. 
So yeah, I mean, if you blow it up, let, let's be real. If they're gonna blow it up right now, they're just gonna be getting rid of likely Giolito, Lance Lynn, two pitchers out of the rotation, and then a bullpen probably. But we would imagine Graveman, Bummer, Kelly, probably three arms that will mm-hmm. be gone. So if you go back to the pitching rotation, Clevenger's, I, I, from what I hear, he's day-to-day coming back soon. So that's one pitcher coming back with the two that is leaving. So you're probably going to get Clevenger coming back, and then you're bringing up a guy like Sean Burke to be in the rotation. So, so And that's what you're probably going to be sticking with for the rest of the season. Um, and then bullpen arms, Cronin will be coming up, and you need two more guys. And um, I'm sure they can mix and match the bullpen. Like, I don't have any um, worries about f- filling out a bullpen after the deadline because, I mean, that truly shows you what, you know, well, hell, guys, that's the only thing you Rick have Hunt to give a shot. Had, uh, that's the only thing Rick yeah, Hunt I mean, we to saw do. what, you know, he brings in Middleton, Middleton and Santos to begin the season. We didn't know who the hell they were, you know. There's some people out there that thought, Jose Ruiz was the best shot that we had. And next thing you know, Santos and Milton pop up in the picture and they prove themselves and as solidified arms in the bullpen, young controllable arms. You probably can give Milton away in a deal too, but regardless, I mean, I, I would there's definitely guys that come up to, to, to prove themselves. It'll be easier to move Middleton than Bummer. Um, I think at this rate, Bummer is a throw-in. He's not nothing to be centered around, especially when you want to get something of value back. Um, I don't know, Gonzo. Like, if I was the own, if if I was in charge of the Chicago White Sox, I would let this this Cub Sox cross town be the be the one. If we if we could somehow show some life and beat the hell out of the Cubbies, then I could say, you know what? Maybe you people are worth something. But if we lay a fucking egg at the rate and then go up to Wrigley and lay another egg. Maybe I trade the whole forty-man roster. Maybe I DFA. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, regardless, they're twelve games back. They win tomorrow. Great, they're eleven games back. Like I would just wave the white flag for this year. Sell what you need to I sell. Like, oh, I don't like forward. when you say that. Don't, I, don't I know. Like white flag I know. Though. It's terrible for the fact that it's it's near nearing the end of July. And the Sox are going to be 13 games back. 19, no, 20 <laughs> games below 500, 21 games. That is not where we thought we would be in the year 2023 for the <sighs> beginning of this parade window that our GM gave to us. Parade but, window, Godzilla. Justin, we had a GM that hired a guy by the name of Pedro Garfal. Um, how do you feel about Pedro right now, Justin? You know what? Let's get to know. You know, I don't have a problem making decisions. I don't have a problem making a call on a, you know, on a on a pitcher. I don't have a problem making a call on, a, on you know, on the, whatever our team needs at this particular moment. <laughs> Yeah, and like we came back from the road trip, we went one and six on the goddamn road trip, Gonzo. And there were games where we were resilient. We fought. Pitchers made pitches to get us through the next frame. 
and we still lost. There were games where we scored in the double digits and we still lost. It hurts. It hurts. And you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. Pedro Grafal is the worst manager in franchise history. You know what, ladies and gentlemen, Gonzo is muted. So while he's muted, I'm going to make funny faces in the camera. Yeah, no, this is, we got Pedro Bunting Remillard. We down, we Senior down absolutely thousand. blew it up. Senior absolutely blew up on NBC Sports Chicago when that happened, Jay. And uh, by all means, like you said, I mean, hey, you're down three runs and you're bunting late in the game. What the hell are we doing? You're down game, three, I think you had, what, two hits going into that game? Yeah. Yeah. And Remillard had two hits in that game already, and you're not swinging away with them. You're just going to be bunting. What fucking baseball are we playing right now? Thank you. Like, seriously. Like, bunting? We're, we had Pedro in the preseason telling us where we're preparing to kick everybody's ass. The only thing that he's preparing for himself right now is kicking his own ass. He's prepared for unemployment. He is preparing for him. You know, let's just promote him to uh, vice president. We'll, we'll bring Kenny back as GM and go from Whoa. there. What the? Fuck? I know that's a little too soon. All right. Well, regardless of them bunting Remillard, we got swept in that series. And in game three of that series, we were up three nothing. Regardless of even game three, we were up two nothing in game two with Cease. Blew that game. Blew it. And then in game three, you're up three nothing. You blow that game. You lose five to four in extras. That is just pitiful baseball. And and, and you know what's the trip the crazy the crazy thing about that Twinkies game right there, Gonzo, because that's the one that pisses me off. Because you got everything you wanted in a winning baseball game. You played exceptional defense. You ran the bases well. You pitched exceptionally. You were good with runners, good enough with runners in scoring position. All you had to do was nail the game to the cross, and you refused to do it. The White Sox refused to win that game against the Twins. Yep. Sad. Non-serious baseball is coming from guaranteed rate field these days. And I'm not going to lie. I'm a White Sox homer. This 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 has been one of the worst seasons of my lifetime because I'm not young enough and stupid enough to be naive and be like, okay, well, there's going to be light at the end of the tunnel. No. Do you not understand, people, that my favorite player in franchise history is the worst player on the team in Yohan Mankata right now? That's my state as a fan. Literally. I'm going to be all up in the rate tomorrow to watch my Chicago White Sox try to beat the do-rag off of Marcus Stroman. Right now, I don't like our odds. It sucks. It really does. Justin, do you think, do you think Pedro Grafalo has had any strengths? Not really strengths, but growth. Has he had any growth this season as a rookie manager from what you've seen? No, but I can't blame that on him. Because there is no, there is no uh, side of the franchise where he could grasp onto. There is no 
consistency within the organization to help Pedro out? What does he have to fall back on? Our bullpen is chaotic. Our rotation is fragile. And our, and our lineup is inconsistent and sometimes null and void. So he doesn't have anything to fall back on. He's going to have to go 100. He's going to have to manage 100% of the time. You can't grow, especially when he doesn't have the better talent. He doesn't have the talent. So I, I haven't seen any growth. It's actually getting worse. Um, the only thing that's growing is my fucking tumor of hate for the Chicago White Sox. It's plump. It's plumped, Justin. And besides of what, you know, happened in the, you know, Pedro's game decisions from the past week, we're going to get to the media. All right. Pedro said some really critical, uh, unique comments in in the national media. I think, I think this frustration is starting to get to him now because what we've seen through all through the first half of the season is really Pedro saying the right things, um, trying to be positive, and I think it's just absolutely again because the first thing he tells the media is he tells the national media or our local media, I should say, that we want Eloy, we want Eloy's bat over his legs to get as many days off to him. And then he follows that up with a, a day later saying that Colas is playing too hard. He's playing at a 10 right now. We got to bring him down to an eight. What kind of a message is this saying to the team right now? It's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. Like you're, you're telling Oscar Colas, who's basically been fighting for his life for this moment. He's been constantly showing the White Sox like, Hey, I understand, you know, I've been, spinning my wheels a little bit at the major league level. But if you're going to send me back to AAA, I'm just going to fucking eat those guys alive. Like, I'm I'm not trying to go backwards. Um, and then with the Eloy, the Eloy is what pissed me off, is because Eloy is the one guy that you need to pacify and try to find off days for. If you, if you, let's take today, for example, Gonzo, we was talking about it before the show. If you want to break your fucking neck and get Jake Berger in the lineup, why don't you have Remillard at second and just DH Jake Berger and tell Eloy wear a hoodie for the night and be ready to pinch hit? Why can't you just be a fucking manager? And you're and I think you hit it right on the head. He is getting frustrated because now he's being a little bit more vocal and responsive with his answers. Like it's getting under his skin or he's taking it personal. So, yeah, uh, it it just fucking sucks. Honestly, like I would even, I put Eloy out in right field right now, just because as much as I want to see Colas out there, get his growth, growth and development. I don't like his approach at the plate right now. He's not working the counts. He's not getting the pitches he needs to hit. I would truly just put Eloy out there because let's be honest, Eloy at least broke that no that no hitter from Kyle Hendricks tonight. Had that first double of the that first hit of the ball game that was a double to begin that you know that spark to try to get something going. Um, but yeah, you gotta get Rimlard in there. So maybe put Mankata in the DH. 
right off the start there and put Ren Millard in at, you know, right. third. Try something out. Are you re- – Like – What's it? You have, like it, you have nothing to lose right now. You have nothing to lose, number one. And number two, Pedro Grafal, you're you're the type of manager that likes to pinch hit. You think you're honestly going to – you're going to have an issue pinch hitting for Moncada in the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning after you had two to three at-bats to see how competitive he's going to be for that day? You mean to tell me it's hard? You mean to tell me it's hard to pinch hit for Jake Berger, who's one for four with two strikeouts the whole fucking year? It's hard to pinch him for that. Yeah. No, I feel oh. you. And we got, I want to put a uh, comment here by a bowl in the chat. Said play Colos doesn't matter. Trying to get wins now. It's over. See how Colos develops. But you can say that about the whole team. <laughs> Growth and development from everybody. So like. Wins don't, wins don't really, matter. Even when it comes to Colas, like, do you see Colas really on this roster going forward, like, a part of the core? Like, I would, if I could get some value, I would trade him away. He's a natural first baseman. He's not a natural outfielder. Yeah, like, on literally. The best roster of yours, he's your first base or DH. Because that was his natural Gonzo. position. I get to watch Oscar Colas for the Cleveland, Indian, uh, Cleveland Guardians play first base every day in Josh Naylor. Ultimately, that's who Oscar Colas is going to be, if he's any good. Yeah. I'm not holding my breath for that. Nope. And for everybody in the chat listening in right now, uh, we don't have uh, Ozzy Guillen Jr. with us tonight or Slavko Bekovic uh, with us tonight. It's just me and Jay for the rest of the tonight. Um, Don't worry, though. They'll be back with us next week. But um, as we go on with the show, Justin, um, all together, it's just frustrating, man, that we're in this seat and the only growth really right now as the two best players right now is in Cease and Robert. Um, Maybe that is going back to what we were talking about with um, strength as a manager. I think, you know, Pedro at least found his off offensive guy that you know he rose up to that potential he set robert and that's something that oj called out who's, who's gonna be that first guy that he's gonna hold accountable and it was luis robert who ends up being your best player on this roster right now yeah which is crazy and, and yeah. it still is so raw mm-hmm. still so and, raw and don't get me- i know we were hey. talking about you know him in the outfield with i still want to see him get some, you know, de- development from setting himself up to make some throws and being better with his IQ with balls hit up the middle from guys, stopping guys advancing from second to third. But go ahead, Justin, I cut you off. No, no, no. I was, I was just going to say, like, don't get me wrong. Luis Robert is an exceptional player. But if we're going to talk about the culture flaws that we have within the organization and within the clubhouse, we can't be in a situation to where Luis Robert is the lead bull because he's going to, he's going to bridge that same culture and it's going to be hard to build a roster into a, a mature winning baseball team. Like we've seen in 05 and 06, 
because that 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 generation of baseball ain't coming through the door. It's a different game now. You know what I'm saying? Like if even and if you put these kids in a losing situation, how many guys are going to still give you 100 percent when you're 20 games under 500? Like you're going to see what type yeah, of many. what type of guys you got in your foxhole, and I mean. This campaign is important because this is the worst team Luis Robert has ever been a part of win loss wise. And if he still can give me the best season of his career, even through these circumstances, I can tip my cap for him. It's just me being a, I'm a, a, a boomer, a baseball boomer. I just don't want to see a team where Luis Robert is my best player. Although it'll be hard to find a center fielder better than Luis Robert these days. I'm absolutely with you. I mean, it's just crazy how the best thing out of 2023 so far has been Luis Robert, a guy that we've been waiting for this, waiting for this. But two years now, and we're finally yeah. seeing that potential he's living up to. Um, and I'm backtracking to Dylan Cease. Everyone wants to trade Dylan Cease right now. I'm one um, of them. Guys. <laughs> don't 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 destroy me right now. Uh, no, I'm not. Um, but let's get back to that. If the world champ right now is asking for him, guys, it's the world, the former world champion that is asking for your ace. They want to win again, and they want to come get your guy. If that doesn't tell you that you need to extend him to build around him, I don't know what else to tell you. You want to see the Chris C- the Chris Sale 2.0 trade and start over again and get guys that we can't develop? Frustrating. Frustrating if that's what we want to do to go forward. But go ahead, go ahead, Justin. Tell me uh, what you want out of the Dylan no, Cease. No, no, no. no. Uh, the only thing I was going to say is uh, that's the hard part is how much – we're talking about blowing it up, essentially. How much major league-ready talent are we going to bring back? Because we can't just bring back a whole fucking stable for the farm. There's still people that – there's still got uh, to play at the rate. I'm just saying, if you, if you can get something of value, because we're not winning a World Series with Dylan Cease right now. We're not winning a World Series with Luis Rock. Yeah, you don't. And let's just be honest, Gonzo. I don't know when the next time the White Sox are making the playoffs. And I was one of those people that had them winning over eighty games, eighty-eight to be exact, this year. I don't know when the next time they're making the playoffs. So if I have an opportunity to, you know, at least get something from the investment that I made, I, I mean, at least can you honestly say trading Luis Robert? And Dylan Cease will try to help not fuck up the next rebuild. Because we both know it's inevitable. So, I, I mean, I totally believe this is either do you retool or rebuild. I think if you have a competent GM, you're more than Rebu- you gotta capable of retooling. I mean, with but Han, we don't have, we don't have to do nothing to work with, with outside we don't have nothing to work with, Gonzo. 
Dylan sees. I mean, you have a front end starter and you have a bat. Yeah. That's all you got right now. You're going to trade your two best players away and then start over and, and get back to this position in five years from now? Or you have Look, a if the guy that's did, that did it the past five years isn't doing it right now. So what makes you think that starting over again is going to lead to success in five years from now? That's just the definition, definition to me of insanity. That is insanity. I'm not going to let you talk me out of it. Unblown. You're not going to talk me into unblowing it up. <laughs> You're not going to do gonna that. Blow it up, <laughs> if if Houston is asking for that one, needs to blow it up. Look, if if you if you the Houston Astros and you calling me for Dylan Cease, give me Jeff Bagwell, Lance Berkman, and James Harden, and you can have them. All right, I think that is our conversation in Grafal's grounds. Justin, I think it's time for a little tease. Mm. What do you think, Justin? So, apparently... All right, everybody, everybody in the chat, yes. Apparently. Yeah, allegedly. allegedly. We, <laughs> we just got confirmation as of yesterday. We have a special guest. Her name is going to be Sierra Santos from the MLB Network. She'll be joining us next week for our MLB trade line discussion. Are you ready for that, Justin? We're going to have Sierra Santos joining us talking about the Chicago White Sox trade deadline. I love me some Sierra, but I'm going to try not to be fan-fucking out. Usually when we have high-profile people on the show, I get all fanboyish. I'm going to try to calm my shit down. I'm excited. I love I love Sierra. Love when she was working with us for the Sox. Hopefully she come back soon. Yes. And we have some things to talk about, Justin, because as of you know, earlier today we saw, you know, Tim Anderson. MLB Network was talking about Tim Anderson, Jonathan India, and so many other names uh that were mentioning with the White Sox and being coming in, going out in the trade deadline coming up. So that should lead us to our Stone Pony Tweets of the Week. This is Stone Pony Tweets of the Week. Justin, throw up the first tweet on the board for us. You can put it on the board. Yes. All right, this is from our very own Isaac Ian. Are you reading my fucking mind? I'm reading your fucking mind right now. It's Isaac Ian Jr., ladies and gentlemen. The guy that is not with us at the moment. Um, go ahead and give it to us. What did uh, what is Isaac saying now, Justin? Well, what he tweeted up, brother, was interesting. Why, why not Mankata at second base, who did it before Jake at third? Maybe injury restraint, but interesting blackout shot. I'm gonna tell you something right now, Gonzo. 
uh, I've spoken a little bit of Spanish. I've spoken French, a little bit of Mandarin, even some Arabic. I've never spoken Guian before. This is wild. Slavko, shout out to you because you've been understanding this shit for a while now. This is insane. This is insane. But uh, to the to Guian's point, I didn't want Jake Berger a second at all. We talked about it earlier in the show. If you were so thirsty to get Berger in the lineup, why you just couldn't DH him have Moncada at third? Or have if you're worried about injury, why just you don't DH Moncada have Remillard at second and Berger at third? Like it's a lot of way, different ways you can protect it. I just feel like uh, just some more bullshit, smoke and mirrors bullshit. It's out of control, Gonzo. What say you? Jonathan India, Justin. Tell me what you think about the second baseman of Cincinnati Reds. That guy? Yeah. Actually, no, go back. Sorry, I cut you off. We're on the burger discussion. I'm already jumping to India because I'm excited to talk about that. But let's go back to talking He's to Ian, like you're telling me. You. Because when it comes to... You. When it comes to when it comes to Jake Berger, the versatility. So many, you know, I don't know why like people are, are talking sh- so much shit with Yohan Mankata when they already tried this earlier in the season with Yohan or uh, with Tim Anderson moving him to second base, trying to uh, get his versatility for to spike his value up. And I don't know why like the like going back there with what OJ was saying, um, like guys. Mankata just came back from the IL. Like, we don't need to spike his value up. He has another year at twenty-four million dollars next Mankata. year. We're not trading him. We're not. We're not trading him. His value is too too negative right now to even consider trading him. You're not going to get any value for him. So you need to get him going again. Like him moving to second base is just to get the guys that you have right now on the field. Um. Sure, we can talk about versatility next year with trading him, but giving him a shot right now, we're not doing that to spike his vers- versatility to trade him at this deadline. That's still going to be a, a ways away, but um, but but at least uh, what you know, moving Berger to second base. I think we've talked about it for a while now. Like we got to see where we you know where we can fit him in to keep his back lineup. Um, because his slugging percentage is still ridiculous. The kid is at, what, 21 home runs now? Um, he's on his way. I think what Junior said, he can get to 35 home runs possibly, which he's not going to be far off, I don't think, by the end of the season. So, um, You know, hey, I you like know to how see... the Jake Berger weeks get when he, when he could put up like six to seven home runs in a week. I'm pretty sure yeah. he got about three more of those left. Yeah, and when it comes to Jake Berger, that kid has earned everything while he put this uniform on, um, missing the first two years of minors to the Achilles injuries, uh, battling his, you know, I think he had a knee and a forearm issue. Um, he's really battled back into it, and um, I'm, I'm just stoked that he is proving himself as an MLB player. Um, 
especially one of our first round picks. Um, that's a guy that has earned himself, you know, all the hype and that he's deserved. And he was getting talks about being in the all-star game and let alone the home run derby this year. So um, I'm excited that was for propaganda. What, what you can It was propaganda you people brought up. <laughs> Take it responsibility for your but, actions. But we are uh, – got to see what he can do in the second half of the season. But go ahead. Tell me about what your, your thoughts were on um, the versatility that OJ was talking about. Uh, well, I mean, like, as far – as far as like the Jake Berger concern, like we have enough holes on the roster to where he can get at bats at third base at DH. You know what I'm saying? So moving him to second base is kind of counterproductive because you're going to hurt that we're already a bad defensive club. Why make us worse playing a guy out of position when you don't have to? Like, when TLR was the manager, like, we had to do – we had to put fucking Andrew Vaughn at second, third, left, and right field, sometimes during the game. We don't have to do that now. And still, we put ourselves in that situation. That's probably why we're 20 games under 500. Probably. Yep. Allegedly. Yeah. No, I mean – and I think last week, I mean, Berger was on my you know list of maybes to trade, depending on what value you can get. And Justin, I know you weren't with us last week, but did you see Nick did his little fantasy deal to get Lane Thomas from the Nationals for Berger? And I forgot what the the package entailed, but uh, I think that was I mean that was clearly we were a snub from the Nationals, but that would be nice if you can get some value like that back for Berger because at the end of the day, kind of like in the Kolos situation, you know, it's a guy that's just mostly a uh, first base, you know, third baseman. We got a lot of those on this team right now. So, and uh, as much as I, you know, would hate to see him being traded away, if we get some value back that can make this roster better, I'm all up for it. Um, What's your thoughts on potentially seeing Berger? Would you move him right now? No, no. With the control? Uh, not only that, but Jake Berger is the type of player that I want to go forward with uh, socially. He's a blue-collar uh, south side type of guy. He works hard. He no, Not really a lot of flash. Uh, I appreciate that because, like I said earlier, I'm a boomer, and I like the old-school throwback, hard-hat, lunch-pail type of guy. I wish... I had another third baseman on the roster that was cut from that cloth, but it is what it is. I think we were talking about, you know, I was scared to go forward with Luis, uh, Luis Robert and how his personality and the, and the suavecito type of baseball that he plays. I don't want that to infect the new crop of players that come up. I don't have to worry about that with Jake Berger. I could, the, the young kids that come up through the minor leagues, they could see Jake Berger as a look into reality. Hey, it doesn't matter if you're hurt. As long as you work your ass off, you could be like me in the major leagues batting 215 with 30 home runs, 76 RBIs, and unlimited fucking uh, Malort shots because I'm a legend. Jake Berger is 
it's not even about the money with Jake Berger. Like, yeah, his contract is very fucking useful for the White Sox because it keeps them uh, flexible or whatever, yada, yada, yada. No, I want Jake, I want my new group of kids to be around Jake Berger every day, be able to see him in the cage, be able to, you know, see him in Ashland talk baseball. You know what I'm saying? Afterwards, sign a million autographs, then still have the energy to hug your hug your daughter and spend time with your family. That's the type of players we need on the South Side. Not fucking three million views on TikTok, and I'm okay with going one for three with two foul outs and a K, or that'd be one for four. So, yeah, I like Jake Berger. I want I want him to be here forever. Yeah, I think we we have a listener here on TikTok by the name of Ashanti that I think sums it up best for us, and she just wants to see Berger move to the, the next base. Justin, how do you feel about that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, whatever base that is. Ashanti, he already got kids, so he's gotten to second base and third base, trust me. So, yeah, he can go to whatever base he wants. Right, I mean, go I ahead think and, his uh... marriage is happy and healthy. Yeah, let's put up the next, put, uh, I, our next tweet. Oh yeah, with Jonathan India. Now that and that's pretty so, that's pretty wild too, because we could have, like Mike said, we could have drafted him, uh, Gonzo, and Jonathan India is exactly what we need. Exactly what we need: a little bit of speed, a little bit of pop, plays every day, plays good defense, smart, scores a lot of runs. A lot yeah, of I mean, to his credit with Mike, to his credit, we probably, sh- I mean, we should have dra- drafted India instead of Madrigal. Um, we wouldn't be in this position to give up, you know, value and a deal for this. But at the end of the day, Justin, when it comes to Jonathan India, um, that's a guy that's, he would be your the best second baseman the Sox have had in, what, over a decade? Since Gucci, because let's be honest, like when we when we had Simeon, he was not even near his development. Where, he was where utility he's at right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was utility. So, I think we got Brett Laurie too late. Jeff Kepinger was a loser. Yeah, it's between Gucci and Ray Durham. Yeah, and I, I know, like, there's a lot of flack by the analytics. I'm going to put this up on for the chat to see, but while I talk Mike about Martin wrote a Bible, Jonathan India, literally a Bible. He did. He wrote a Bible for us. But um, what I will say is Jonathan India, he's former rookie of the year player. Um, I know the analytics have been against him this season. Um, I know he, he, he regressed a little bit last year, but he picked it up to begin the year. He was hot. And then when they started bringing up all of the prospects, um, I feel like he probably took it personal. Like, why are you moving me around with all this talent coming up? Um, but I didn't hear any negativity in front, you know, in front of the media with him. Um, but you can definitely see in his play that, you know, he regressed during the season a little bit there the past month before the all-star break. Um, but God, just looking at the numbers, I mean, there's – but I'm, I would love to have the numbers that Jonathan India has produced in Cincinnati here for the White Sox. You might be right. Because what Mike. has Elvis Andrews? 
what has Elvis Andrews done? You know, how many, how many people we've seen at second base this season, um, not even produce anything. So like, why are we even being negative with a guy like Jonathan India coming to the White Sox? Um, especially if like people are giving a shit when they saw Michael Kopech involved in that discussion. Like what is, we had this discussion last week, Jay, with Michael Kopech. What is he showing you that he's taking up that next step to be that quality arm in the rotation? We haven't seen it yet. We haven't seen no, it through he, a whole he, season. If, if I'm the White Sox, I'm saying, look, Liam, you're going to Cincinnati. We're bringing back Jonathan India, and I'm turning Michael Kopech into my closer until the end of the season. I can regroup and start over. Like having Michael Kopech exactly. start games for the White Sox um, is not best practice. That ship has sailed. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. As much as that, it's okay. Is it? Oh, that's tough to say because we trade we trade away Chris Sale for this guy. Um, and just to see that deal with Best B, Mancada, Kopech, no one has stepped up to even for that deal to be remotely positive for the White Sox. The Red Sox got what they wanted in that deal. They won the ring with Chris Sale getting the final outs in that ring. Um, and that was one of my favorite pitchers traded away in that deal. So the fact that I haven't seen any of those guys develop it's heartbreaking. And, um, but if you can get, this kind of reminds me, Justin, I mean, definitely not with where the value is for the talent, but re- moving a pitcher for a day bat, this kind of goes back with the twins. They traded away Luis Arise to get Pablo Lopez. And look right. what Luis Arise is doing in Miami right now, betting 370 <laughs> with Pablo Lopez. And Pablo Lopez is getting up to close to four. <laughs> it's four and a half now. Uh, yeah, OJ, I know you're sick right now, but how does that look right now, Mr. Trang away the batting MVP face. for a for a middle of the rotation arm? That's okay. We'll get on. We'll get on OJ when he gets back. But uh, if I can get, if I can trade away Kopech in that deal, it's probably going to be Kopech in an arm. If you're looking at the value of that deal, but at the end of the day. I would give that arm away to get an everyday bat in this lineup to play every day. Not only to give me good production with the bat, but I know, you know, the analytics will say he's bad with the glove, but I think he's a lot better than what we've seen at second base for the past decade. And that's all you, you, you fill a hole there. You fill a hole there, Justin. Yeah. You don't have to worry about second holes, right field and second base. Well, and then now we can another focus on the other power. spots. Lately, with, with the Reds calling up all the kids, we've seen a secret power in India where he could hit anywhere in the lineup. Like, David Bell has hit him damn near in five different spots in the last month. Make no mistake about it, Jonathan India is being traded because Ellie De La Cruz and Matt McClain is, is the keystone of the future for the bread machine. I mean, that's already written in stone. So, but if I'm the White Sox, the deal is on the table. You take it. You, you, you're going out yeah. and you're trading for the second best player in your organization. Yeah. To go back to what Mike Martin said, like, I, I do believe in that retooling. 
if you fill some of these holes, you have a very good shot at turning it around next year. And the division and then, has been bad. We got Gabe called putting the bus kata comment in the in this. I'm calling the police. I'm calling the police. So you're calling the police, and I think that wraps it up, Justin, with uh, Jonathan India rumors. And let's take a look at the week ahead, folks. This is. Southside Daily. Justin, this is my favorite part of the show, going over the upcoming schedule. Who's going to who's gonna prepare to at, kick our ass? Yeah, we're going to look at to see who's going to absolutely destroy us raw. On the see, weekend. why you got to do that? Everybody, everybody in the that? chat loves the loves the tonage of the raw, the rawness from this uh, this team. What? Um, Jay, it was just two-game series with the Cubs this week, um, Tuesday, Wednesday. We lost today. Tomorrow's matchup is going to be Lance Lynn versus Marcus Stroman. Jay, you're going to be at the game tomorrow, so uh, you're going to look at two trade candidates for both sides of Chicago. Um, and then um, after we wrap it up with that two-game series tomorrow, we go on the road for four games. Or no, not – sorry. We stay, we stay in Chicago. I'm getting ahead of myself, Justin. We are on the road. Stay in Chicago. Cleveland's coming to town. <laughs> Cleveland's coming to town. It's uh, Thursday's matchup is going to be Dylan Cease versus Trevor Beebe. Friday, Gilito versus Undecided. And then um, Saturday is going to be Toussaint versus Allen. And then Sunday is going to be Kopech versus Savelli. Um, Justin, we have some interesting matchups there. I think my favorite matchup in that Cleveland series is going to be Cease versus BB. Um, mm-hmm. Cease is starting to feel himself, and uh, he's been pitching well lately. Uh, what, what's your thoughts so far on the pitching matchups coming up here? Yeah, absolutely right. You're going to see a collision course. Uh, Cleveland been hitting and smacking the shit out of the ball the last couple of days. Um, and we're going – into Cleveland with the chance to at least get ourselves a good taste in our mouth headed towards the deadline. Because I'm going to be honest with you, Gonzo, we could go in there and we could get absolutely decapitated by Josh Naylor and his brother. And then I could have my whole roster get traded. But uh, to isolate that matchup between Tanner Beebe and uh, Dylan Cease, I think the, what the White Sox offense got to do is be aware of the high fastball. BB likes to pitch up in the zone. Uh, you got guys like Eloy, Andrew Vaughn, who's good at tomahawking that. Gavin Sheets, who's hit a, who actually hit a baseball thrown at his lips, and he hit it to the back of the Tropicana field. So uh, 
it's it's it, there's gonna be games that could be had. Like I mentioned earlier in the show, we went we went to City Field and we went to Target Field, and there were games where we scored double digits. It was games that we were resilient. We could we're gonna have to have all of that to Cleveland because they're gonna make us play at least B minus baseball at least, and then you can do everything you possibly can to stay competitive the first eight innings, and then you got to see that monster Classe who inevitably will pitch the ninth and the tenth inning if you haven't lost in regulation already. So, uh, actually, I didn't talk myself up into getting excited. I think the White Sox might win a half a game. <laughs> a half a game. You know, this is going to be a rough series offensively because this is two teams that have high chase rates. Um. But yeah, I think the Sox probably only win one game in this series with Cease. Um, it's even tough to say that, Jake, because, you know, Cease was out there versus Minnesota, had a 2-0 lead in the game, and then they blew it. And uh, I don't have any confidence with the holding leads. So um, I, I definitely feel they're going to lose this series, obviously. And, uh, yeah, Cleveland probably will start to run away there by then and take it from Minnesota. But let's look at uh, the opponent hitters. Jay Naylor right now. Is it crazy that in 2023, Ramirez isn't the most productive hitter in that lineup right now? Yeah. Naylor has a 303 average, 15 home runs, 76 ribbies. I didn't see that come. Like, like obviously he should be a respected hitter, but I didn't see him leading that offense right now in Cleveland. He didn't strike well, me as that guy hit, with the bat. Well, he's hit. He's hitting in a perfect spot because if you look at the one, two, three, uh, Terry Francona usually lines them up. Quan leading off, Rosario second, J Ram third, and then you got Naylor right smack dab in the middle. You're going to get two of those guys on. You want to know why Naylor's RBI total is impregnated. Look at what Stephen Kwan has been doing the last month. He's been absolutely terrorizing the league. And don't get me wrong, J-Ram has been a little bit subpar, but he's still getting on base, Gonzo. He's he's literally Josh Naylor RBIs, and he's not missing. And if you watch any any of his games, he's hitting missiles everywhere. I'm talking about rockets, rockets to the warning track. Like he's going to have a career. He's having a career year. And he probably won't even hit 30 home runs. That's a lot of production from your first baseman. Yeah. Yeah. Heck, I was, you know, we've seen Andrew Vaughn start to slow down a little bit. You know, I know he took the five. Foul ball off the foot, but uh, he's been stuck at 12 home runs lately since the All-Star break. So hopefully our, our own first baseman can start seeing more pop from him. Um, we can't it see him where you catch up to him. Stuff, we got to make sure. <laughs> yeah, we're, 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 we're celebrating a foul ball with, with Timmy. But, uh, you know, I was getting excited when I saw Mankato almost have a grand slam tonight, Justin. Fuck Suzuki. It wasn't meant to be. Taken wasn't meant to be. Wasn't meant to be. Meant to be. Shit. It wasn't meant to be. Fuck him. Suzuki robbing that right field. 
All right, we gotta get over if, that, Justin. If we gotta Mankata get over that. came back on um, IL and hit the grand slam, yeah. I probably would have got canceled today. Yeah, we would have got canceled, Chad. I would have dropped, dropped Austin Riley in fantasy and picked up Mankata. Yeah, but that's the four game series starting Thursday through Sunday at home. Then they go on on the road. They go on the road, Justin. Speaking of the road, they're gonna be in Texas, Arlington Heights. Ooh. Did I say Arlington Heights? Not Arlington Heights. Yeah, you did. are going to be in Arlington. Yeah. I'm sorry to Ar- yeah. Arlington. You've been getting into the cat. You've been getting into but, the catnip, haven't you? Oh. I, I've been in the catnip. I've been in the Chick-fil-A <laughs> and the catnip. Um, Tuesday's matchup is going to be Lance Lynn versus Nathan Avaldi. Uh, um, <laughs> I've lost Justin right now. All right. <laughs> Justin, <laughs> actually, let me backtrack. Do you think Gilito is going to make the start at home on on Friday, or you think he's traded already? Before we get to, I think Lance. he's traded. I think he's traded already. Mm-hmm. I think he's traded. With too. You. I don't think. I think they do. They do right by Gio and get a deal done. They don't want to have him waiting around. Yeah. Call your shot. Where's he going? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go oh. with. I just feel it's. I feel it's natural for him to go to the Dodgers. But oh, I, I really want Justin Crawford. I really Arizona. want the Phillies deal to go down. Arizona. They're going to Arizona. Yeah. Okay. I haven't looked at the potential prospects for the Diamondbacks, but uh, I, I wouldn't be against it. Um, Mike Martin in the chat yeah, saying I don't, Baltimore. I don't, I don't think if, if, if Gio gets traded to the desert, I don't think we're getting any minor leaguers back. Probably get something like Gabriel Moreno. Something, you know, just a, just a, just a little like, uh, how could I say, a little kickstart to this new regime new regime like another building block like okay we're gonna get uh Grafal the cat uh, give him a catcher you know what i'm saying get him a xyz to start off fresh next year because i'm I, i'm honestly i honestly believe gonzo that if we're gonna blow this thing up like using it all to spend on the youth will be malpractice because you're not gonna have anything left to start off with for the big boy club, you're just going to be waiting on the prospects again like we mm-hmm. were in 2017, 18, 19, 20. And, and, and the cycle is just yeah. going to continue. Right. Mike Martin said Gio's going to Baltimore. And, and that leads us to the discussion, Lance Lynn, and a potential two-star week going to Tuesday. Justin, we were talking about this. What? Where do you think uh you think you don't think you don't think he's making that start, do you? I don't think and so. And better yet, uh, where do you think he's going? Yeah, where fact, do you think he's going, think Jay? He so basically Gonzo didn't talk me into believing that Lance Lynn is not only getting traded to the <laughs> Rangers, but he's gonna make the start. Uh, he's his Rangers debut is gonna come against the Chicago White Sox. He's starting against us, no fucking way. No fucking way. 
Can you believe that, Justin? Lance Lynn starting against the White Sox in the same week. Starts it off in a Sox uniform, ends it pitching against us. Can you imagine we take it? We we lose to Dane Dunn and Lance Lynn in the same week. <laughs> We're going to be seeing Dane Dunning, Lance Lynn shoving it raw. Raw chat. Okay. Shoving it raw. Asia, if you're listening to this, I don't condone in any of Gonzo's rawness. I am just a Chicago White Sox fan podcasting much, on said team. Too much rawness. But yeah, you don't get um, yeah, like that. I could see that. I could see <laughs> Dane Dunning, Lance Lynn, Texas Rangers rotation to end the week. Um, and going up against Evaldi, I don't like that at all on Tuesday. Um, but let's look at the their most productive bat, Jay Adolis Garcia. Two he's been banged up. 24 home runs, 80 ribbies. He's been banged up. So that leads us to Corey Seager. Is that right? He's banged. He just hit the IL too. He hit the IL too. So basically, he hit the IL too. we're going to face a Rangers team with a bag of Nate Lowe sprinkled on top with a little bit of Simeon leading off. I've, I really think this Rangers lineup could be had. It's just you have to execute your pitches now. Obviously, against any major league club, you want to execute your pitches, but you could really expand the zone and take advantage of a lot of the uh, the Rangers young hitters like Josh Young, Jonah Heim, Leotis Tavares. Those are guys that could expand the zone. Now, what you don't want to do is start accumulating base runners with less than one out. Once you start frames off with two on and no outs, that's when they get you because now any ball in play can beat you. And the Rangers got a lot of speed throughout the lineup. I think outside of Nate Lowe and Robbie Grossman, everybody else runs like a fucking Saluki on the team. So you just you you just gotta dot your I's and cross your T's. I mean the 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 pitching staff for the Rangers is absolutely abysmal. The whole bullpen is in shambles. I think their bullpen is worse than ours right now. But Gonzo, to go back to that offense, like I said, like you're not facing Corey Seager. You're not facing Adolis Garcia when he's at the peak of his powers. Don't fall behind these guys at all. You don't have to. You don't have to nibble. No. You don't have to nibble. So at the end of the day, though, Justin, this is going to be a losing week, whether we like it or not. I don't the only mind. thing that we can look forward to, the only thing that we can look forward to is what will Rakan do? Will he do what we want him to do? Retool, get some value in prospects to re- refill some holes in this roster, change up the chemistry. Um, but I will tell you, we won't pick the schedule, but we will make some weekly picks. And this is our weekly picks. <laughs> Weekly picks. Jay, you got 
your second dub of the season. With, with Yasmani Grandal. Talk to us a boy about your boy this past week, Jay. Well, uh, shout out to Slavko. He put the bug in my ear uh, before the season. He said Yasmani going to have a sneaky, decent year. Uh, the last couple of picks I had, I think I picked Chris Middleton and uh, Kendall Graveman to see if they could get me some holds so I could get back in the game. And I, you know what? I just went back to my roots and went with Yasmani Grandad. And he pulled out a dub. Shout out to you, guys, money. All we get is dubs over here. All we get is dubs because of you, guys, money. Thank you. Even though the team went one and fucking six on the road, you didn't get cold. There we go. Justin didn't get cold. He's starting off this break with the victory. Can he battle back? Jay, you got the first pick, and it's going to go. You, me, Mark. Junior, and Slav. Can I give you a hint of my pick? Go ahead. What's your what, uh, what's what's the hint? Ooh, he's back. You almost had a grand slam to tonight, folks. I'm trying to stay hot, Gonzo. So, from Cien Fuegos, Juan Moncada is the pick. Um. Boys going with Mancada to start it off. I think he stole someone else's pick, but uh, Jay yeah. is starting off hot. Um, I got the. I'm on the clock here. I'm gonna go. Whew. Royce Clayton. Hi, mom. It's Eloy time. I'm gonna go with Eloy Jimenez for the week, Justin. You going with his bat or so. his legs? I'm definitely going with his legs. I think he's going to get a solo base. Um, I think Jan Gomes doesn't have a chance tomorrow. I think you're smoking crack. I could be. Could be smoking crack. But we got uh, Junior on the board. Let's see who Junior's going to go with. Um, you picked Mankata, so you stole that. Yeah. I stole his pick so last week. You stole it this week. Um, he he's his second uh, selection is gonna be Andrew Benatendi. I like the pick. Um, so Jay got Mancada, I got Eloy. Um, OJ got his pick with Benatendi, and Slav is on the clock. Slav is going to go with... Let's see what he's got here, folks. He's going with Robert. La Pantera. Ooh. It's going to be a competitive week, Justin. Um, picks are as follows. I'll put it up on the screen for everybody. So, Jay, you're going with Mancada. I'm going with Eloy. Junior is going with Benintendi. And Slavko is going with Robert Jr. La Pantera. Two raw. That is the picks for the week. Um, let's do a little quick update with our standings for the year so far. 
Why do you why do you gotta update with the standards? Just leave it at I won. We got the picks. Move <laughs> on. Jay, you're you're uh you're getting closer to getting out of last place. I can tell you that. You make me you make um, me sick. <laughs> I got really six. Slavko Slavko has four. Junior has three. And Jay has two. Yeah. Two. He's got two wins for the year. Um, one more win, Jay. One more win. You got this. Then you're tied. Who puts you're back in the race. Like this, Gonzo. What is wrong with you? <laughs> yep, I got a lot of things wrong with me. That's 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 what we're getting at here. And Jay, as we wrap it up here, um, just a reminder, guys, everyone in the chat. Next week for the trade deadline special, we're going to have Sierra Santos from the MLB Network. Sierra will be with us at 10.30 sharp next week. Next Tuesday night, August 1st, Sierra Santos will be with us at 10.30. Show starts 10.30. Mark it down. Share it with a friend. Be here next week because it's going to get really spicy, Justin. It's going to be an interesting trade deadline. Hmm. I think not only for our White Sox, I think I think it's going to get really spicy. We might see Otani getting traded um a lot of interesting things to come but jay i think it's that time of the uh the show where we do some shout outs and i'm gonna give you the ball the ball's in your court justin give me some shout outs for uh for the week here uh well i gotta give a shout out to uh bad guy radio of course the whole stuff bags you guys kept me sane i took the worst loss in my fantasy uh life to King Mac. Then I turned around and got blown. Well, I didn't get blown out by Caleb, but I lost. But there's some really awesome people that I met on the internet and I talk sports with every day. They made sure I didn't blow my brains out over fantasy sports. So those that involved with the blackout, bad guy radio, everybody else in our community, thank you. I appreciate it. And go White Sox, of course. Very good, Jay. Very good. You give you even get a shout out to Nick last week, man. What is up? What is up with that? That's okay. No, Nick. No, Nick traded Nick King Max Murphy. So no. <laughs> Can't give no shout outs to Nick. All right, my shout outs. Um, I gotta give a shout out to my one and only Soraya, my girlfriend. She's behind the screen right now with me producing on the TikTok side of it. She's doing a great job. Um. I absolutely love her, and um, the goat. She is helping me out on my journey. She is the goat, and um, now I'm gonna get to my TikToks uh, shoutouts. I think I saw host Josie in the chat in the beginning. Um, she's been hitting at it. Um, I see a girl by the name of Ashanti in the chat going crazy. She's been hitting the chat raw this whole. What the hell is her issue? Ghost is in here. Good job, Ghost. Thanks for joining. And I see that you got the best pitch of your school. Love to see it. Um, Anthony Kaplan, thank you for joining. And this whole TikTok experience, we were just starting off tonight, and I'm I'm absolutely loving it. Loving seeing the chat all blown up here. We got 3,700 likes at the moment. Guys, keep them pounding. Keep them coming in. Gabe, what's up, Gabe? Um, 
keep it coming. We are at an hour strong here, and we're going to be wrapping it up soon. But thank you for coming and joining us. We love to see it. You say coming um, one more time. I fucking dare you. <laughs> Jay, Jay doesn't want to hear it one more time, so I won't say it again. Um, my last shout-out, um, I forgot to bring it up last week. Um, I'm going to shout-out my guy, Otis. My guy, Otis. Say um he's one of my classmates uh but rest in peace um we lost him about a couple of weeks ago to cancer complications Damn, so i want to give that. some yeah. positive i want to give some positive thoughts to his family the sawyer family um everybody give them some love and some positive pr- if you're religious give them some prayers um and good positivity goes their way because they lost a father um he leaves behind his wife and daughter so um a lot of some tough things going on in my, my life right now but that's one of them i need to give him some love because um he was such a, a truly genuine guy he was an older classmate he was in the he was in the navy so um he did his due time for our country and i'm excited that um that we can give you know a shout out to his family and the time that's needed so and that really wraps it up for our shout outs. Um, thank you for tuning in. And again, reminder next week at 1030 sharp, we're going to be going live again next Tuesday night, the first with Sierra Santos from the MLB network. Um, Justin, do you have any other ending thoughts before we wrap it up? Yeah. Uh, shame on you. White Sox for losing the game to the Chicago Cubs. Uh, Chicago Cubs, you absolutely make me sick. I'm going to be at the rate rooting against you. Of course, Marcus Stroman, count your days. You're probably not going to make it through the third or fourth inning. Yes, I hope that we don't see much from Stroman tomorrow. Yeah. Besides a uh, a sinker leaving the ballpark, several of them. We got to match up that power that we saw tonight against the White Sox. Um. So, well, the Cubs don't have a mic. Let's see. Hopefully, you can give us some positivity. Yes, they don't. Instead, we got Lance Lynn going tomorrow. Um, But regardless, thanks to everybody for tuning in. Um, You can follow us on Twitter, Blackout Show Shy. Instagram is Blackout Show Shy as well. Go on Facebook and follow the the Blackout Show. and then also, we are also on TikTok now, live streaming. So the Blackout Show is on TikTok. If you, uh, if you, those are your platforms for the visual. If you want to listen to the podcast, you can go on Apple Podcasts. You can go on Spotify, and it will be under the Gian Grid. And our show is the Blackout Show. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. This is episode thir- uh, episode nineteen of the Blackout. Thank you for tuning in, Chicago. Beep, beep.